0: It's fabulous that the Behind the Scenes podcast is here. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Well, it's fantastic to be here.
2: Welcome to the Behind the Scenery podcast with Tom Spate.
0: I'm Jenny Dennett,
3: I'm part of Art Fly. And I'm Chris Dennett, the other part of Art Fly. Maybe I'm the fly and you're the art, I don't
0: know. <laughs> no. Chris, would you
3: like to describe what Jenny's wearing? Oh, uh, Well, Denny described it earlier as an air host vest from the future outfit. I think I saw a retro future yellow, oh, white, boots. I haven't seen but these boots. How boots. much were these? <laughs> white wedge boots and a yellow jumpsuit, is it a jumpsuit? And an, uh, what's this, a scarf? It's yellow, a, it's lovely a jolly scarf. Necuchy. Yeah, and some funny army bits with a oh, hole in the top. Beautifully done, Chris. Thank you. you. Would you like to
1: describe what Chris is wearing?
0: Oh, uh, Chris is Chris is the jobbing artist. He is wearing uh, overalls. Is what he's wearing. Brown but, overalls. You know, brown overalls, which which you know have seen a lot of wear today. He's been up and down ladders. Um, but this this is what you know. It's it's also very think quite an eco look. Right so there's, there's a
1: method to the madness isn't there? <laughs> yes. So tell us what this exhibition, what's so, it called and what's it about?
0: It's called Relax into 2050 and it's an adventure in solarpunk and our solarpunk is a, it is nature and technology in harmony creating a more optimistic future, more sustainable future. It's really imagining that we have done all the things to get beyond the climate crisis and actually the future is pretty nice. So we're sort of focusing on all the positive things that people are doing to get there already. So you'll see on this wall we've got Well let's some... take
1: a let's take a little wonder. Let's take a little wonder over here. Chris, first of all we've got some children stuff, haven't we?
3: Yeah, wonderful pictures. We asked the kids, it is R- These Ruse kids primary from, school. From Barrow? Yeah, from, right. Ruse Primary School, just up the road from here in Barrow. And we went in and we were a bit worried about what they're gonna come up with, but we asked them, what is the future you want to see? and we, asked them, we brought in some very fancy felt-tip pens, and we asked them to draw it and then write a few words about it. And some wonderful stuff came out, so we had, we had the, th- the sort of things I loved as a kid, with jetpacks, underwater, trains, a, a, a manta ray that can carry you around and then fly.
1: I think there was an
0: anti-gravity
1: football boots. Oh yeah, uh,
0: Anti- it, anti-gravity football. It's just like football, only more upsy-downsy, which <laughs> is my, one of my favourites.
1: Yeah. So the kids are optimists by heart. They're, they not, are. they're not doom and gloom merchants. They're and this not whole, doom and gloom. This whole exhibition is about saying maybe we're going to be okay, maybe we're going to have some fun, and maybe yeah. some things are happening already that mean that actually we are going to be okay?
0: Yeah, like, it's worth remembering that as humanity has fixed crises before, we sorted out the ozone layer, we're still here, we haven't cooked ourselves, we haven't had a nuclear war, we can do it, we often fail but we are, I think it's imagining, it's allowing yourself to imagine that we can do it and that is very empowering, it, it, it's been, in preparing for this exhibition, it's been immensely cheering, it's been a really nice mental space to hang out and it, fo- it, it makes you focus on the positive things that are happening already to get there and that it just takes it it makes you i think we can all feel very hopeless about it can't we and it just helps you to remember that that if we keep taking the steps, one step at a time, we can make a better future. And there's a lot to look forward to in that future. I mean, goodness, if you think of the technology that was in our lives when we were children, you know, videotapes, Walkmans, and, you know, now we've got massive computers in our pocket, you know, and we can do... The internet, I mean, the internet, that didn't even exist when I was a child. It just, like, it can blow your mind about the beautiful things that technology can do that can, yeah, can make our lives better. And why not get excited about that future? This is the carrot, let's not focus on the stick today. We're all about what well, you, where we can yeah.
3: go. I mean, I see it as two sliders, really. We, we seem to have our sliders jammed over one way, which is imagining the worst future possible, the dystopic future. And we don't even think about what the future we want to happen because we're focused on that. And also, Concentrating on all the negative stuff that's going on, because it's the the clickbait is all the negative stuff. That uh, plays into our
0: psychology, doesn't it? It
3: plays into our psychology. We've evolved to pay attention, be alert to anything bad going on, and anything positive happening just goes by the wayside. All the positive things that are happening, slowly and surely over time, don't get reported on. So we see our news it isn't an accurate representation of what is there. We're not talking about living into fancy land. We're talking about nudging those sliders more to the middle, focusing as well as the stuff that is going badly and stuff that is going well and the futures that we want to see. I'd love to hear political parties say about right. Everything goes your way. What is the future? Will we have borders? You know, are we going to have money?
1: Are we going to have (laughs) jetpacks? This sort of thing. I don't know. Right, so over on the wall over here, we've got some examples of stuff that's going on already. We've got some hard-knot forests being fixed or restored. Whales are obviously, obviously closer whale. here and whales are good whale poo is good right yeah, i
0: know whale i'm so glad poo. you said that word i wasn't sure i was allowed to say the <laughs> word yeah it, well chris will tell you the story of whale poo we should go and read it all right, and there's some
1: stuff poo. about seagrass growing as well yeah so we, so we just wander hard. over to the side because i want to talk about this massive dome to my left in a second as well but <laughs> okay. tell me about seagrass and whales first of all
3: yeah well whale poo uh, and whales themselves i didn't really think of whales as a carbon sink themselves you know, they're 150 tons, I think their uh, bodies grow to. Yeah. Over like 90 years, Jenny's pointing at the start some
1: killer facts here some killer on the facts. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: so they're soaking up this carbon. And what a whale does is then, um, when it dies, it sinks to the bottom and it gets locked away in the sediment. But more importantly than that, they eat things from, like they eat squid, uh, down at the depths, and they come up to the shallows, and they do their business in the shallows. And num 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 num, all the microalgae up there eat that poo, and it creates this ecosystem that soaks up all the CO2. And then, I mean, as well as biodiversity in the shallows, all of those creatures, when they die, go the same way as the whale. They go to the bottom. They become sediment, locking away its carbon capture. Capture. The beautiful big
0: whale. Yes. And the seagrass. That, well, I'm really excited about the seagrass because this is something that is happening all across the Cumbrian coast. Right. So Cumbria Wildlife Trust, with support from Natural England, um, Orsted, uh, they they have been surveying for some years now the the seagrass. Which it, it, I mean, it doesn't look like much. It's the sort of meadows that are just out beyond the the, the shoreline. Um, it looks kind of like a patchy lawn um, when the when the tide is down. But it's just the most fantastic thing for locking away carbon. It soaks up um, carbon 35 times faster than a rainforest. So there is an international effort to try and restore Seagrass Meadows um, and that is what will be happening across the country. It doesn't take any first. land, it's
3: not only really taking any farmland but it also creates a sort of the, the, um, the habitat for lots of creatures. So it's yeah. a win-win-win. supports win, win, fisheries, win. <laughs> it's all that
0: thing. So, so when you're in, when you're a part of our soundscape for, for this experience is, is the sound of these lovely volunteers here, Adam and Flo. Um, I recorded them on a beautifully sunny day um, out surveying Seagrass near Ravenglass and that's what they're, they're hoping to do. They're kind of working out which the seagrass beds that are actually likely to, to be worth restoring.
1: OK, well, let's have a little listen to some of that soundscape now because it's a real mash-up of lovely sounds. So let's just sit back and listen to that now. Well, those sounds were just just gorgeous. We're now going to go into a dome, uh, which is made out of kind of sheet. It's about I don't know about ten feet tall. It's a bit like a kind of a massive children's kind of wigwam tent (laughs) with a pyramid sort of shaped. What sort of wood is this?
0: the hazel just near Beatham so It's beautiful, from the coppiced co So that will
1: all be regrowing as well, because that's what hazel does. And these are lovely sheets that so yeah, you've probably spent cat- hours yeah, ironing. Did, yeah,
0: calico, um, that, it, it's all equilateral, equilateral or oh, isosceles
3: triangles, 60 of them, there's a lot of sewing there, Tom, I'm <laughs> very proud of so that sheet. The whole dome, or wigwam yeah. as he called it, is uh, a geodesic dome. Of course it is, yeah. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, you knew it, it's all hexagons,
1: right. pentagons and triangles. So if we just yeah. go and sit inside, um, <laughs> and we can hear some of the sounds. Some the soundscape here. What's the purpose of the dome? What's going on here? Why have you decided to build one of these?
3: So, we love the idea of the dome. It was invented by Buckmaster Fuller, who actually had this whole ethos of these future homes built in the most sustainable way, yeah. out of materials anyone could use and put together. And so that really sort of bled into the project. But we wanted to create. As Jenny said, a hug of a space, so a round space with comfy, comfy. Where you seats. sort of have to look at
1: other people and look at
3: other people, and you can gaze
1: up. Yeah, and just well. describe to us what we're seeing on the on the yeah. on the screens, Jenny. So, so these
0: are the kaleidoscopic patterns. They're very mesmerising, and they they are the, uh, the the images behind them. There's include there's a, a beautiful shot of of Warney Island from a drone picture that Colin Aldred took. Um, there are there's um, some futuristic, sustainable cities in the mix, and then outside there's a mixing. Desk, so people can actually put things under the camera okay. including their face and and project themselves onto the dome and then it sort of slowly um turns through these kaleidoscopic cycles so just like you would put a kaleidoscope to your eye and see yeah. those lovely jewel-like patterns you're yeah. instead lolling around on a comfy seat the... and gazing up at the projection and there's room the for
1: about sort of eight to ten people to sit here yeah. on comfy chairs yeah. big cushions yeah. And, and in fact, the whole, the whole exhibition is very interactive, isn't it? You're wanting people to take part, to pick things up, to listen to things, to touch things.
3: Yeah, very much so. We're, we're, we don't like a sort of passive exhibition. We want people to get involved, have a play. It's nice looking around, actually, and seeing people play with the sort of slow water tank and lie back in the, uh, the dome and then playing with the kaleidoscope to affect the dome out there. That's exactly what we want. We want people to sort of play, get involved. Often it involves kids going first
1: and then uh, encouraging the grown-ups out go. After <laughs> you know, the way it's it done. But yeah, that's
3: exactly what we and
1: want. And what do you want people to walk away from this space thinking, feeling?
0: I want them to feel uplifted. Like it's it, here is designed to be a sensory pleasure. So it's all very comfy. You'll note the um, fluffy cushion there made of merino wool that looks like seagrass. You can run your fingers through that and just listen to these world fixing people Planting carbon-sucking seagrass, and oh well, yeah, just fixing stuff. Yeah. And that, you know, children—it's also includes children's visions of the future, um, and ch- the sound of children playing. I mean, what could be happier? That's the thing. It's like we ha- we have a future. Let's dream up a good one.
3: We want people to bathe in positivity.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's
1: and it's here until the end of January, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, and let's just let's just conclude by. There's a beautiful song. That, um, that I think you found or you re-recorded or uh, from, yes, from a this, from 100 years ago? This
0: is a shot of optimism from 1911, from when the first wave of airship research was happening in Barrow. Um, before it went wrong, Mind the airship story came to a bit of a halt there, but so much of the research started here in Barrow and it's being rediscovered. Solar airships are the thing that is going sorry, to... Why,
1: why do airships matter? Why are they a positive
0: why, Because thing? this is the future of low-carbon air travel, Tom. We're all going to be flying around in solar airships. They're great. They fly low. So you get great view, quiet, non-polluting,
3: and they can park
1: anywhere. Yeah, they
0: can park anywhere, including I Barrow mean, Docks. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this. So
1: the, so the story behind this song is yeah. So
0: this, this was written um, in 1911 when they were imagining what the what the future of the airship industry could be in Barrow. So they imagine a passenger service that goes from Warney. You can take a day trip to Belfast and go and have um, you can go and have a lovely day trip in Blackpool and then be home in time for tea back on Warney. And it's just it was such a a lovely. to feel that optimism from from that past and yeah just that was part of the thinking behind the exhibition just that lack of optimism in our lives it was it was such a beautiful moment listening to it at the dot museum that it became part of this story that we wanted people to to yeah remember that sense that futures can be good we can imagine a better one for ourselves and go build it
1: Jenny and Chris Dannett, thank you very much indeed. It's it's a wonderful space to be here. The the atmosphere is just full of smiles and vibrancy. Let's listen to that song, Well Done on a Great Expression. The
2: Vika's sons and Maxim will shortly have a fly. There soon will be a regular daily service. See you As an eagle will rise and soar away and reach New York in six. lightning swiftness O clouds and sea